Collins that catch, that throw at the end of the game, if maybe he had thrown it, Carson had thrown it a little bit further, made him run up under it, he might have still caught it. But when you look at that replay again, the ball touched his hands. He had to turn around. He had to make a play on the ball, which is part of his job as a receiver. You know, it, it, I understand it might have been a little bit underthrown. Carson might have been under a little bit of duress. So it might have been a little underthrown. I, I give you that. But still, you're the wide receiver. You turn around and you made the right adjustment. You reached for the ball. You made a play on the ball. At that point, when the ball hits your hands, you have to catch the ball. So, again, we're talking Eagles. And this is this episode, is this is going to be on the podcast later today as well. So, you have to catch the ball. And again, like I mentioned in the other game, the execution, you got to catch the ball. You know, the ball's being thrown your way. You got to catch the ball. There were some questionable calls. I agree. Uh, The couple of passing offensive pass interferences on Mac Hollins, those were extremely questionable. I initially thought the one on Darren Sproles late in the game was a little questionable, but after watching the replay, I saw that, you know, you kind of had to call that one. But being as though I'm talking about calls and what I thought should have been called and what not have called, and a matter of fact, I'm going to save this for last because it's a little rant with this. So you look at the stats for Carson Wentz, and like I said, I can't, I can't give this to Carson Wentz. A lot of people are probably going to put some of it on him saying that maybe some of the passes were a little off or whatever. He was under duress a lot of those passes. And again, ball hits you in the hand, hits you in the bread basket. Guys, you got to catch the ball. The couple fumbles, Miles, you're young, but you're running back. You got to hold on to the ball. Nelson Aguilar, you catch the ball, you tuck it away. The guy's there, you don't have to do extra. Make the catch first, tuck it away. If you got to go down right there, then we'll accept that. But you have to make the catch. You can't just catch it, turn and have somebody knock it out of your hands or just drop it that easily and, and turns into a fumble and a turnover. So execution has to be tightened up, and guys just have to step up and make the plays that they're paid to make. So, again, let me just give you real quick the stats on Carson Wentz. Not a bad day, okay? He was 19-36, 259 yards, two TDs, no interceptions, 25 fantasy points. So not a bad day for him and a loss nonetheless. But again, like I said, in his defense, guys have to step up and make plays. There were way too many drop passes yesterday for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, again, I started out by saying that uh, D-Jax and Alshon were sorely missed, hugely missed, Yesterday, And like I said again, or I reiterate, I'm not making it an excuse. I'm just saying that you saw the way this game played out that these guys were missed. There were a couple catches or missed catches that were thrown to Mac Hollins and to Ortega Whiteside. If you had DJX or Deshaun Jackson in there, they would have been completions. We know this. But nonetheless, it is what it is. And, and people, you have to have a little bit of faith and have a little bit of forgiveness, if you will, that these key injuries are happening now, early in the season. So 
I'm not writing them off yet. Like people are saying that, oh, it's going to be tough and it looks bad and does. I admit it does look bad, but I'm not writing them off yet because these guys will come back at some point. Honestly, in my opinion, I think with the Eagles having a short week and playing the Green Bay Packers, one, if not both of these guys will play on Thursday. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm putting it out there right now. 11.44 a.m. Monday, September the 23rd, Heat 100 Radio, Sports Rap Radio Show. I'm putting it out there. One or both of these guys will play on Thursday. I, you heard it from me. and It's going to happen. It has to happen because you have to turn this thing around. The other thing is the fact that both of these games, the last two games, they had opportunities to come back. So, again, I can't fault Carson on this. I mean, the one play where it was fourth late in the game, where he tried to run for it, he got, you know, couldn't cover, couldn't get it to anybody. Nobody was open for him to pass the ball to, so he tried to run for it. Came up short on a great tackle by Eagles uh, Lions defender. But I just wish that he would get rid of the ball a little bit more. I think he needs to throw the ball away a little bit more. I saw a couple times yesterday when he did scramble, he did get down and slide, which is a good thing. That shows progression. That shows that he's learning um, and wanting to stay healthy. But I think that he needs to understand, and I think these last two weeks may help him understand that there are moments when you're going to have to throw the ball away and just eat that as opposed to trying to make a play and getting sacked or forcing the play and almost having a turnover or having a turnover. So I think he needs to get better with that, and I think they'll be fine. Um, I also think that the coaching staff needs to get back to the run like they did in the Super Bowl season. I mean, it, it it's confusing to me now that you brought Jordan Howard in because you needed that big back that can plow ahead north and south. And then you look up in the beginning of the season and Miles Sanders is the starter. The rookie is with the starter. And in all, re in all actuality, I think you drafted Miles to replace Darren Sproles because they're the same type of back. That's the same thing that you had. And although people are going to say, yo, well, they got Corey Clement. Well, Corey Clement's hurt right now. So you have a replacement. And... What I think needs to be done is I think there needs to be a little bit more play for Darren Sproles, and he can come along and coach Miles Sanders up. But the Eagles are now with these two guys injured, and like I said, we don't know exactly, but I'm calling it one, if not both of them are going to play on Thursday. You have to run the ball more. You had success against Atlanta. You had success against Detroit when Jordan Howard was in the game. You traded for the kid, thousand yard rusher. You got to give him the ball. You got to let him run the ball. And I do understand that today's league is now turned into a passing league. They want to score points, whatever. But you've got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to sustain drives. And for all intent purposes, these last these two losses, the two losses in a row for the Eagles. Uh, I'm not mad at the Atlanta loss. I just think Atlanta was due last week. The last three times that they played, the Eagles outlasted them, and it was very, very similar situations. 
fourth and whatever to win the game or, or to end the game. This year, the Falcons were at home. I think they were overdue. I think they were due. And they held on and won. Although, again, we can go back and analyze that last play to Julio Jones, and we can see that there was a block in the back that wasn't called. But short, short-term memory. There's nothing you can do about that now. That game is over. It's in the books. Finalize, stamp it, seal it, whatever you want to do. It's over with. You've got to move on. So, again, I've always said about the Eagles, and this is going back to the Super Bowl year and further and beyond, that the defense always gives them a chance. Happened against Atlanta, happened yesterday. Defense holds up and gives them a chance. Um, That play, the blocked field goal late in the game and the return, which should have had the ball at the – Detroit 20-something. They called the block in the back on Malcolm Jenkins. When you look at that play again, it wasn't really a block. The defender turned his back, and I guess when Malcolm's momentum, he ran into him, he bumped him, so they called it a block. I don't think that was a block in the back. I think that could have been a no call. The game should have progressed, and he was probably would have won. But, like, again, I'm not making any excuses. A call is a call. It is what it is. But I do have one gripe about yesterday's game. One gripe. And I'm not going to get to it yet. I'm going to close out with that. But guys have stepped up on the defensive side. And, again, you know, the defense, the secondary is what – bothers me the most so I really think that there's something going on there some kind of talks the Eagles are involved are allegedly being um, labeled as possible landing spots for Jalen Ramsey who really does not want to be in Jacksonville anymore he really doesn't want to be around Tom Coughlin so he's looking for a trade and I think at some point the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to drop their price down right now that price is really crazy and they're not getting a lot of chatter, a lot of buzz that they thought they would get. So I'm just guessing, and I'm calling the spade a spade. The simple fact is they're going to have to lower that price. They're going to have to dumb that price down a little bit. Um, like I said, in the opening, in my scores, news, and updates, Jalen Ramsey has told him that he's not practicing today. He's called in sick. So could this be the start of something else to move the trade talks up to facilitate, to accelerate, I mean, the trade talks to try and get something done a a little bit faster? Is he doing this as a ploy to, as we like to say, light the fire to get himself traded? Uh, All I say to that is be very careful because they have the power. You're under contract. You, You might forget that or people might lose sight of that. You're under contract. You're requesting the trade. Okay. If they can do it, they can do it. But, again, it goes back to what I said about Anthony Davis way back when in the NBA when they were going back and forth with that thing, the Lakers and the Pelicans. So they don't have to trade you. You're under contract. They can make you suffer if they will. And then it will be your decision. Then you decide you don't want to play. Then they'll start finding you. And then they'll get some of their money back. And then they'll look more to trade you. Kind of like what they did with Anthony Davis. You don't want to play? You don't have to play. 
But just know that the longer you sit out, it's going to go step by step, gradually, gradual discipline. And then it's going to start being fines. And you're going to give us some of that money back. So I don't know if it's a ploy or not, but I think the Eagles should definitely be in on these talks because they definitely need help in that secondary. And Howie is right now being real hush-hush about it, which I think is part of his gangster, as we like to say. But I think there'll be, there'll be talks. You know, they'll listen. They'll see what happens. And, you know, in all actuality, I don't think Howie's afraid to give up a second-round pick. Now, the first-round picks, maybe. He may be questionable about that. But the second-round picks, Howie probably will. You know, with the caliber of talent that you will be getting in Jalen Ramsey, almost a no-brainer, you know. You kind of got to get it. I also would have liked, liked to have seen them get a little bit more aggressive in that Minka Fitzpatrick did. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. I, even Pittsburgh's 0-3. The Eagles are 1-2. I think the Eagles are in better position still than Pittsburgh. I think the Eagles will have a better season than Pittsburgh. And coming from Miami, I think the Eagles could have jumped in on that and did something to persuade Miami because we all know what's going on in Miami. They basically have tanking. They basically having the fire sale. They already got one of the defensive linemen, uh, Chris Spence, from Miami. But you wouldn't have to offer Miami a whole lot. Right now, Miami is basically willing to take whatever they can get because they're tanking. So they're trying to get they're not really worried about their first round pick, although they would like to have a first round pick in any deals that they would make, I'm sure. But it's not really a big concern for them because because they know what they are. 0-3, you've seen the point margins, the point spreads, the point margins that they've been defeated by. So we know you can get you can get some people from them for some reasonable prices. So I think the Eagles should have been in on that make a Fitzpatrick trade. Now, lastly, before I get into my silver lining, and I think there is a silver lining in this Eagles season so far. But before I get into that, as I talked about the calls, some of the calls that I thought might have been questionable, there was one particular call that I know should have been called that wasn't called. And at this point, even at that moment, I was a bit upset because it wasn't called. And not so much because it was Again, it was on the Eagles. The Eagles were the recipient of this um, infraction, meaning that I'll tell you what the play was and then you'll understand. On a kickoff or a punt return, Chris Sanders' helmet was twisted completely around, front to back, and pulled off. Nothing was called. No unnecessary roughness, no personal foul, nothing. And like I said, at that point, when we went through all these safety issues that we talked about with the Antonio Brown thing with the helmet and how the NFL is trying to make things safer, make the game safer, you don't call that. Like I said, at that point, at, for me, it didn't matter which team it was. Even if the Eagles had done it, if it had been the opposite, I still would have been upset because it was not called. Because you can seriously injure a player in that instance. And like I said, if you go back and you Google and you find that play, the entire helmet was twisted from front to back. I mean, you saw 
the wings on the eagle's helmet facing the opposite direction. And fortunately, Miles Sanders wasn't injured. And I also am a little bit upset that Doug didn't get on the officials about that a little bit more. You know, I think if I had been the coach, I think I would have been on the officials, regardless of what was going on in the next few plays. I would have had to have my offensive coordinator. You got this series because I need to go talk to this dude and find out why this play wasn't called. And then after that, I'm getting on management to call the front office, call the NFL offices and look at this play and find out why this play wasn't called. You know, they went through all of this last year with the Saints nine call on pass interference. That that instance even went to Supreme Court. And I'm not saying that this play, particular play, needs to go that far, Supreme Court. But what I'm saying is, with all the safety issues, with you trying to clean up the roughness of the game, that play, that call should have been made. You can't tell me nobody saw it. And in actuality, if you watch that play again, the guy that did it for the Detroit Lions got up and was looking around like he was looking for the flag. You know, he did that posturing like you do, you know, when you throw your hands up, when you do something and you're looking for the flag. He was looking for the flag, but there was none thrown. So that was my gripe. That was my soapbox. And again, I was thoroughly, thoroughly upset that that call was not made. And again, let me clear the air. It was just the safety issue of that call not being called. It doesn't matter that it was the Eagles player that had his helmet turn around. Like I mentioned, if it had been the Eagles twisting a Detroit Lions helmet around and it not being called, I would have been equally upset, you know, because it's a health issue. It's a serious injury issue. And that call should have been made. Either way, it should have been made. Shouldn't have been a missed call. Now, finally, to close out the Eagles talk today, I still think that there is a silver lining in this season. Again, it's only three weeks in. Two losses. And I mean, we didn't say they were going to be 16-0. and 0. We didn't say they were going to be. We do, we're not saying that they're going to be 1-15. We're not saying they're going to lose out. But, again, when you have key performers out of your picture, Offense or defense, it makes a difference. And again, not making excuses, all I'm pointing out to you is it makes a difference. It showed yesterday how much of a difference it makes. And Detroit came in knowing the injuries. They came in with a superb game plan. They doubled Ertz almost everywhere he was at. They doubled him. So basically they said, we know what Ertz is. We not really, we'll deal with Aguilar, but Ertz is not going to beat us. We know that that's Wentz's favorite target. He's pretty much the only guy he's got right now that he can really, really depend on as far as a receiver. He's not going to beat us. That combination of Wentz and Ertz is not going to beat us. Somebody else is going to have to step up and beat us. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, and the Eagles go now one and two. But, again, mark my words, one of those guys – Djax or Alshon Jeffrey, one of them, if not both of them, will be playing on Thursday because it's the Green Bay Packers. And you have to get a win. And I'm not saying it's a desperation win. You just have to get a win for morale. And, again, you can't be overly disturbed 
with these last two wins because they were not like blowouts. They got had chances down the stretch to win these both of these games, Falcons game and the Detroit Lions game. Had chances to win, just just didn't go their way. So again, guys have to step up. Got to catch the ball. Silver lining. It's only three weeks into the season. Djax, Alshon Jeffrey will be back. Dallas Goddard will be better. One of these guys coming back will help because that will open up some things for Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. You won't be able to double Ertz as much. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. That is your Eagles talk, folks. It's your boy D. You are tuned in to Sports Rat on Heat 100 Radio, Facebook Live. Leave me some comments. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about my banner. It's here. It'll be traveling with me when I'm out now, so you will see me and you will know that I am in the building. It's your boy, 12.04, four minutes past the noontime hour. Get your lunch. Gather your things. I got some stuff coming up uh, on the top, on the second half of the show. I'm going to recap my weekend for you, and I'm going to get into a little bit, tidbits of some things that... um, You'll see. I posted it earlier. If you didn't see it, stay tuned. I'll be back on the other side.